welcome to a, another fabulous episode of Cisco Champions Radio. Today we have Daryl Sladen, Darren Fulwell, and I'm Lauren, and we'll be discussing Cisco DNA spaces. Uh, Daryl, who are you? What do you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself and all that deliciousness. Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you for having me on. Uh, my name is uh, Daryl Sladen. I'm a, a senior product manager at Cisco. Been a long time uh, Cisco uh, employee and a product manager. Uh, enjoying creating lovely greats of technology. I'm a, a Canadian natively, but I moved down to the, to, the, to the Bay Area because I knew it was the center of the technology world. And that's always been my passion. So I've been um, uh, in the Bay Area um, uh, working with Cisco, creating lots of different technologies. Had the, the, the joy and pleasure of writing books for Cisco and patent. And now, my latest uh, passion <laughs> is solving the world's problem of finding yourself in indoor space. You get lost. I do get lost all the time. <laughs> my wife tells me I have a terrible sense of direction. I'm, I'm always on my GPS on the phone. She's like, we just came this way. How do you know it? I completely rely on technology to find myself outdoors. So indoors, <laughs> I get frustrated when I can't rely on that same tech. There we go. All right. And Aaron, who are you? So I'm uh, Darren Fulwell. I'm a network architect from uh, the UK. I work for a reseller over there. And wow, your passion is already uh, uh, <laughs> contagious. So uh, yeah, I'm really keen to uh, get on with the conversation. Awesome. Uh, so tell us about how we cannot get lost. Why don't you start us off. What's going on? <laughs> Let's take that back. Oh, sorry, off. sorry. No, it's okay. That's no, it's cool. Because obviously, um, being a network consultant and everything, my, my, me, myself and my team, we're deploying solutions for customers all the time. Parts of those solutions have previously included such products as MSE and CMX. And I'm guessing what we're talking about here now is taking that to the next level. Uh, that's exactly right. So Cisco DNA Spaces is part of our evolution of our locationing technology. So long time Cisco people, even way before me, will remember things like, I've heard like, um, uh, one of my colleagues, Jagdish, has been in this for doing for a long time, the 2700 and the location engine. And then eventually became the mobility services engine. And that then uh, evolutionized into the, um, the CMX capabilities. But now, now we've got, uh, our final evolution is uh, Cisco DNA space. And so when we say it's an evolution, we're still going to take the best components of it. What we really find is the best components is we've had like a decade's worth of uh, algorithms, right? Yeah. When I know I hear myself at this signal strength because I'm really far away from this AP, so I'm very light. When I'm really close to this AP, so I'm really a really strong signal. All of that wonderful math has been the basis of this capability. Sure. Um, but what we're really finding is um, taking those bases and moving it to the next level is what uh, DNA space sure. is all about. So, so obviously, yeah, uh, those, the solutions were great. You used to be able to, yeah, you, you'd find people through using Prime or whatever, show, people show up on maps, you could do stuff like that, it was great. Um, but actually getting that information out and being able to use it for other things was always the struggle from, from my experience at least. Um, having it integrated into, uh, into wider applications, that kind of thing, again, we're talking Cisco DNA here, so I'm assuming that this is what's going to help us along that path. Uh, yeah, really it is. The, the idea that we've been focusing on is how do you crack that nut of having location be something that you can rely on instead of something that you have to individually um, create an integration with? And so how we're going to um, focus on cracking that nut is we've been 
Um, after an acquisition that we did late last year from, of a company called July Systems, we were able to take their real expertise in cloud systems and combine that with the great algorithms that we've got on our location services. And now, imagine if I can uh, make my location capabilities available as a cloud platform, then lots of other applications can plug into that. That's the idea that we're really focusing on behind DNA Spaces, creating this platform that people can plug in. So all those individual problems that you used to have as I had an on-premises location engine, I want to take advantage of a cool mapping application or social sentiment location application, but I'd have to open a, a, a port in the firewall, I'd have to figure out whether or not I'm GDPR compliant. If, I, uh, if somebody decided they wanted to opt out, I'd have to tell the partner to opt out of their cloud system as well as my on-prem. Yeah, There's just a okay, lot of okay. work. Yeah, We're sounds... trying to make that all gone. Uh, okay, cool. So, so yeah, you mentioned uh, obviously things like data privacy and security and stuff going to be a big part of this, aren't they? So. Yeah, one of the things that really I'm uh, proud of and, and, and made sure that we did a lot of work is uh, making sure that we are GDP, you know, GDPR compliant, the ability to know what's our um, uh, personally identifiable data, explain to customers what we're doing it. Because that's really a large part sure. of GDPR is don't hide, tell them what they're doing, right? And so that we've got that. And then things like the concept of being able to um, have the ability to let a person be forgotten. So if we want to delete the information, when we have it as a cloud system, it would be pulled out of all the um, individual applications. That we okay. so, so that's something that we um, spent a lot of time getting right, yeah, and so yeah. now we think we can really explode the capability of, course, of using with, it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we, we've had done another podcast recently on data privacy, and it's a key part of yeah. uh, the, 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 the thought process these days. Is it so. privacy or privacy? Um, actually, Depends that's a really good are. point. I say privacy, that's just my accent, but uh, some people some people choose either. So. Either or either, right? yes. uh, whatever you want it to be. Um, so, so I guess, yeah. There's it, a controversy about that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Con controversial at all. Something, something, aluminium. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's not. Oh boy, okay. Yeah. My Canadian axis moving, swift, <laughs> moving swiftly on. No, but you're right, and I think the the, the key here is that that you're then able to make that data available for other applications, integrate other things like IoT and that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, some of the applications. So we're going to pr provide that that platform, and then we put you know natively as part of the DNA uh, Cisco DNA Spaces. Um, we will provide a couple of great applications. We have some, an application called Operational Insights, which is a horizontal locationing capability that says hey, I have a RFID tag or I have a laptop. This laptop has left the building, set an alarm off, right? Yeah. You've got that, that yeah, sort of right. horizontal capability of operational insights. We've also got um, a, a, what's what we call uh, an engage base. And so that, that is something that where we can take um, what a person has done on the captive portal, so maybe they've, they've added that their, their name and their address and their phone number sure. on a captive portal. And let's say they've come back, we can send them a text message, hey, sure. welcome back, a sure. coupon. So all those, those two basic capabilities of, a, of an engagement capability and, a, and an operational insights are ones that we're going to provide as out-of-the-box platforms. How often do people actually provide their phone number to a venue? Well, actually, all in Europe, and especially the Middle East, it's required. As a, as, a way, oh, as a way of okay. offering public Wi-Fi, I need to ensure who that person is. Yeah. And, the, and the way that we, uh, that's, a, that's a legal requirement that yeah. allows we, these malls to offer we, it. We've seen that for anti-terrorism law. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just show, showing what kind of a, a news yeah, I that's, am. Well, that's a, or at least no, an American point of view. Yeah, oh, Americans that's embarrassing, do that, sorry. But outside um, in, the middle, in the Middle East, MAF, mm -hmm. yeah. they are all legally required to actually collect something that's personally identifiable before they offer public Wi-Fi. Oh, that makes and sense. And the phone number's a great way of doing that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
I'll let the experts speak. Go on. <laughs> no, it's a great question. No, so um, I was thinking um, augmented reality and, and those sorts of things. It's yeah. a real enabler for that, right? Right. So once you know your, where your indoor location is, uh, and again, we've, we've had so many great applications with outdoor locations where you have Waze, you've got advertising-based solutions, we've got uh, Pokemon Go, <laughs> we've got Pokemon Go where you can find out and catch things outdoors. Imagine being able to take that same capability and offer that indoors because people spend 70% of their lives indoors, you know. Everyone likes to get suntan, but you kind of really, <laughs> most of your life, you go back to the last four days, has been spent indoors. And right, being able to um, take advantage of a lot of the, the capabilities that you expect in the outdoors and the indoors is really, really is what the focus of DNA Spaces is. Um, and our, our tagline is, uh, it's a little corny, but it's digitizing people and things. <laughs> so our inside of space. So you got your yeah. space and you digitize these people and things by understanding how people move and the proxy for people is that ever, ever, uh, ever present cell phone that you've got, right? So you've always got some personal device. Some people have two, three, or four, and that's effectively the proxy for the people part of it. And things is, whether it be Bluetooth, um, RFI, Bluetooth tags, RFID tags, laptops, iPads, any type of items that send off signals that our access points can hear, we can start to understand so where they're a, moving. Yeah, an enabler for that, that IoT stuff. I know we've, we've seen use cases in healthcare for inventory tracking and that yeah. sort of stuff, but and wayfinding and all those kind of good things, right? Yeah, the, the healthcare, locating health items in healthcare, that's kind of the bread and butter use case. I was going to say, that's, that's old school, that, right? that you've so been doing we're, forever. We're pushing way beyond that. That's, 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 the, that's the one that, that's the grandfather of this location, right? Yeah. Because it was always so valuable. Imagine a nurse is normally done at least $30 an hour in the U.S., and so every hour that they spend looking for something is going to cost that customer money. So it was actually a very easy ROI to never lose something, <laughs> right? And so that's what, how um, it worked in, in healthcare because the, the time that we'd spent um, uh, trying to find something, they can immediately get that back in, in a more effective healthcare spend. And so let's take that experience all the way to the, the factory's floor. Never, um, if you've got to find a set of tools that somebody's moved around. Um, you, we've got that in... Um, uh, hospitality, right? A, a, a cleaner's part, where that happens to be. If you're spending time looking for something, that's not time that you're no. spending that's effective, right? No, absolutely. And so imagine never ever being able to either get lost, which is always what I do, <laughs> or ever lose anything again. And I suppose um, if you, oh gosh, I'm just trying to think of all the, the sort of <laughs> things you could do with this, because I suppose you have that opportunity to present um, instructions for people when they're in a particular location yeah. or um, these kind of ideas, right? Oh, I was actually wondering, does, does your, I, whatever ID it is that you assign to someone when they're in a venue, mm -hmm. does that then travel to the next venue or is there a way to, of making it travel? So if I'm at, you know, a bar and then this got really awkward now, but I'm like, oh, and then I go to a hospital, will it be like, they were recently at this bar, just <laughs> FYI. I mean, God, So no, well, one of the things that we really do is make sure that we, uh, you share what you want to share. So it's all, it's all based on that opt-in capability. So it would only be information that you've decided that you wanted to share. So the, the, for example, if you go to three or four retail stores, it may be something that I want to go. Like Nike, I've been to your New York location, your London location, your Amsterdam. I'm a, I'm a person who comes back to many locations, so that is something that, that you'd want to be able to share. And once you've got that location platform, you can share. And then, um, then companies would be able to say, yeah, um, do you want to have that any other sharing of that information? Okay, so like your choice. if I'm at a train station and then I go to an amusement park, it won't automatically no. know the types of places I would. Have. And this is, this is not me actually thinking from a security point of view, but from an ease of use point of view, yeah. 
I might want them to know that, hey, at the train station, I drank a lot. Of, I was at Jamba Juice and this other juice place and another one. And so then at the amusement park, I really want to know where the restrooms are right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so those, but... those, those are things that we're probably looking more in the future. But okay. one of the things that we really are, that we've been focusing on is that holistic experience within one particular venue Got or it. one particular. But it's an enabler for all of this. Yeah. Right? And that's the point, I suppose. Um, you mentioned before about the, the integration capabilities with other platforms and services. Any other, um, any others that you might have out of the box or anything? Any sure. Other interesting so, so, so the way that we look at our, our um, solution, but DNA Spaces, is it's what's called C, which is really integration with the normal I, with Cisco IT use sure. cases. So, so that is Cisco Prime, right? You got to know where your device is in Prime to be able to say, hey, <laughs> Lauren's complaining about Wi-Fi, where is she located? <laughs> as well as the new advanced version of Cisco, Cisco DNA, DNA C. That's, that's the basic integration. The, the act is the layer that we provide a bunch of APIs, so if you wanted to build your own applications, you can do. But then the third layer is what we call Extend. And Extend is where we're going to offer this like app, the location-enabled um, application center, so you could take advantage of locations. A couple of the uh, cool ones that come to mind, of course, are indoor wayfinding. Um, it's it's uh, been well deployed at different uh, uh, convention centers and being able to find where you are. Um, uh, local measure is one that we that one that I like. They provide a sentiment analysis. So they say, hey, of all the people who are sending Instagrams in your physical space, what are they saying? Are they happy? Are they sad? You know, it allows the person to, and it's it's a great product that Cisco offers that allows the person to to know or allows a, a venue to know, hey, I'm MGM bar. Are people inside of my while they're in they're my bar? Wow. Because you've got some information that you get about the tweet that is sent on the, G, the GPS, yeah. but if they're, if they're on your Wi-Fi, you can actually be able know to, where to know where they are and, and, and uh, a sentiment analysis. It's actually deployed at the Sydney Opera House. And so the Sydney Opera House, you get this nice screen, screen that shows you all the, the sentiment analysis, whether it's from Twitter, Facebook, or uh, Instagram that are publicly posted feeds. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, obviously, loads to go out there. Um, is there any, um, any place we should go to look to find out more? Yeah, so um, one of the things that we're really, really excited about, and we've changed the game here, is we've created a web page where you actually can set this up yourself. Nice. One of the huge things that, that's been so complicated at Cisco is every time I want to do something, I have a very big, long conversation. No. <laughs> we actually have dnaspaces.cisco.com. Say it again, dnaspaces.cisco.com with a big button right in the middle, get your free trial. And when you do that, you'll actually get to a, 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 um, a page that says slash setup guide. And in four steps, we wanted you to be able to uh, get your free account, um, get uh, here's how I connect my Meraki network. Sure. Here's how I connect my Catalyst Wireless, because again, we support Meraki or Catalyst. Isn't that neat? And here's how I start pointing it. And I get to take advantage of it for no additional cost. We think that you're going to be so uh, compelling that you'll be able to take, that you'll want to it's the Renew. same with anything, isn't it? You see it in operation, <laughs> yeah. you know. And that's something we actually learned as part of our acquisition with July because they were a cloud-first sure, uh, sure. uh, software service. We are giving a um, uh, this as part of a new way of thinking of how you can get adopt services is this CiscoDNAspaces.com free account. That's so awesome. have you seen any super weird deployments since launching this? Uh, yeah, well, I, I, could <laughs> I could tell you a, a couple of ones that are, that are really interesting. One, we had a really large deployment that said, uh, yeah, we'll try it out. We're gonna we're gonna put it on ten thousand access points. 
Oh. What? <laughs> yeah, right? And so being able to, to have a, a deployment where it was you know, more than 10,000 access points as a try something out, yeah, yeah, is yeah. normally that's normally, well, okay, let's do six to eight weeks trial and study. <laughs> uh, because we were able to make this so um, easily adoptable, it got to, to, to be uh, 10,000. It actually even went to a, a much bigger deployment than that. And so wow. that was a fun one that, that we saw. What were they uh, viewing or monitoring what, or trying to What really to they, they wanted to understand was um, business behavior. So the idea of how, what is the frequency of people coming back to my store? Right. The, the identifier is, you know, I joined your Wi-Fi. You've offered me cool free Wi-Fi. How often do I come back? Um, because the MAC address of your phone is pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can use that as uh, when I join Wi-Fi, it's not randomized, so as a, it's a good frequency counter. I could then also use it as a duration counter. Sure. How long was I, I came to your store here, so I was the on dwell the time thing, and, and then that dwell yeah, yeah. time, you know, we really compare it to uh, like Nielsen ratings, right? Nielsen has a small sample size, but they actually have a huge impact on, you know, are people using this site? Are they seeing this advertising? This has this huge impact. We kind of look at the same thing for, for physical visits. We may not have everybody, because not everyone's going to have a cell phone. Babies don't have cell phones yet. Not yet. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my, i got to get my baby a cell phone. <laughs> but, um, but the ones that do, and the ones that join your Wi-Fi, again, you're going to have a fall off of people who join your Wi-Fi, but it's still going to be a statistically valid sample yeah. of the number of people and the number of the duration of those visits. And then does that information stay within the company or the venue that's doing it? It's not like Cisco can get that information. Yeah, so, so all, that's, this, all that information stays in, inside of that venue, so they'll okay. actually, that's a, a cloud account that they have access to. The only part that, that, that we've been able to anonymize and share is the concept of creating an industry-wide benchmark so that we define, you know, if you decide you want to opt in, you can yeah. share your, hey, this is what I found as my Wi-Fi adoption rate. I'm at 7%. Is that good or bad, right? I'll compare it to other ones. Very similar to the way you look at a web log records on your web page, right? Mm -hmm. People, you know, ESPN publishes the number of hits they have on their web page, but you know, you necessarily don't necessarily know what's the number average duration in the ESPN bar. They would love to be able to share that, and now we can create this standard metric that you can start to share across industries. That's so, really the vision. Well, what are do you do you have any of that data yet? Or uh, sorry, I'm just like yeah. calling. <laughs> Someone's I'm interested. So, so there, there, it's going to be some fascinating data. Okay. We have not set our industry benchmark. Sometime in the month of March, Ooh. we're going to be providing some uh, industry information about what's the average duration that we found across. Right now, we have 500,000 access points sending data to Cisco DNA Spaces that Whoa. are sharing the average frequency and the average duration of this. That's very what's cool. The smallest venue size that finds this. You know, yeah, uh, that's a great question. What's the smallest venue size? Usually it's around four or five access points. So think of a, if a bar wants to be able to have people come back and maybe be notified that mm -hmm. somebody is in the bar, they can do that. Again, especially if it's a small community, they might have uh, four or five access points, a local, a local pub, and they could actually even gamify it, right? Oh, Steve is at the, at the pub. Um, we can create a rule that says when Steve's at the pub, you know, he's decided the rule, send a text message to Lauren, hey, I'm at the pub, and you can actually uh, do that in an automated fashion. So usually that's, uh, there, there's even some fun use cases down in the small number of access And apologies if you mentioned this already, is this always uh, cloud-based or is it, will it sit like on a, your WLC or something like that? Yeah, so this is a cloud-based service. So okay. the D Cisco DNA always. Spaces is a cloud-based service. For our larger customers that want to maintain, like the hospitals yep. that want to maintain yeah. their on-premises compute, that's a component of it, right? We're okay. always going to leave that on-premises compute as one of the options. Got it. But for some customers that say, 
it's a lot of work to maintain that server. I don't have to update it. I have to patch it. I have to make sure there's security benefits. We can say, you know what? We'll plug directly into your new wireless LAN controllers. The new wireless LAN controllers are all HTTPS compliant and they all speak 2.0, so they don't need to have any type of uh, additional layers. They'll speak directly so to your cloud. They set out they an and outbound HTTP collection and then an MSC in the cloud for our old guys, right? A, a location engine in the cloud, op, uh, operational insights in the cloud, sure. the ability to do sure. uh, engagements. So we've got kind of um, the best of both worlds. An on-premise solution for those who you know, want to maintain that yeah. and a cloud-only solution for the people who really want to lean in. Awesome. Well, Beans, uh, well, thank you guys. Oh, before we log off, <laughs> I hear you are on the Twitters. Do you have a Twitter address? I like certainly to share? do. Uh, Daryl SJ. <laughs> Daryl SJ is my uh, Twitter, D A R R Y L S J. Uh, I used to live in San Jose, so a little SJ. Daryl SJ. All right, and you're on Insta, right? Uh, yes. Can we, can we insta stalk you? <laughs> you, could, you can probably not insta stalk you, but you could probably find me, Daryl, okay. on Instagram too. I mean, I'm lazy about stalking, don't worry. <laughs> right, it's all okay. from the computer, I don't do anything with it. And then Darren, would you like to uh, let us know, how do we find you on the internet? Oh, well, I'm, I'm also on Twitter, just only recently, and mainly through this, the Champions program, I got uh, convinced it was a good idea, and it's been amazing. So. But with the Champions, you've got 270 friends and family. Exactly, Ooh. just like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm Darren Fullwell. That's nice and easy, right? Awesome, and you're one R, Darren. I am one R, Darren. Just to make that clear. I'm two R, Daryl. <laughs> and I'm one R, Lauren, and I'm at Lauren. All right, awesome. check out, silly. Thank you, this has been fascinating. I really enjoyed yep. it. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.